0: This week on three questions by Corey Kareem.
1: Wow, the best lesson that I've learned from failing thus far um, this sounds this is gonna sound so cliche, but literally tomorrow is a new day mm. It's literally a new day and I think that the the lesson the the lesson that I've learned from failing is that you you have to get back up again.
0: Welcome back guys, welcome back guys to another episode of 3 Questions by Corey Kareem, the podcast where we sit down with some amazing people who've done some amazing things and that's right, you guessed it. We ask them 3 questions, sometimes 4, sometimes 5, but not about their successes though, but rather about their failures and more specifically about the lessons that they learned from those individual experiences. So, my guest today, is an internationally recognized film director, producer, and cinematographer. He's produced films for Ikea Canada, Topshop, Roots Canada, Foot Locker Canada, Apple, and Elevation Church. So without further ado, Tristan Barracks, welcome to the show,
1: my brother. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? Um, I am so excited to be on the show with you. Um, you know, this is something that we were trying to make happen for a little while, and um, I'm just glad to be uh, supporting you. I love the show and I love the idea of asking, you know, real questions, authentic questions, tough questions. So let's get into it.
0: Yeah, man. I'm excited. So quick question for you before we dive, really dive into this. When you hear your accolades, yeah, being rhymed off like I just did there and I only captured just for you guys know I only captured a small sliver. I would have had like a one minute intro if I did. That was <laughs> on his bio, but when you hear that being rhymed off Ooh. by someone else other than yourself, yeah. are you like, "Damn, I did all that," or is it more like, "Yeah, that's right," or is it a combination of the both?
1: You know what I, I? I and I don't know if if this is how it is for every creative, but for me, I'm just like, man. I wish there was like an Oscar nod on there or something there. There was, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about like, like, you, you know, it's, it's this sort of real struggle between celebrating your, your, I wouldn't even say small successes, but your successes mm-hmm. versus being continually being ambitious and mm-hmm. thinking forward. And I think for me, oftentimes uh my Achilles heel is like thinking so forward, thinking to like the end chapter and and not enjoying all the other chapters in between so i think it it feels good it feels good to hear you know that i've done this work and that people see it because oftentimes as creatives one of the most um what one of our greatest desires as creatives is to be seen mm-hmm. and to and and for our work to be seen and to be felt and to be experienced. So the fact that you're able to to you know like you said before, lime off some of those things, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm 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 with it. I'm with it.
0: Yeah, I hear you. I, I, I suffer from the same thing, but you know, yeah. trying to celebrate the in between process, the process, yeah. is is a, is a big thing. So, but kudos for you on on all those accomplishments, of course. Thank so, you. Let's get into question number one, as a film director, mm-hmm. producer, and cinematographer, what has been your biggest failure to date? Why do you consider it your biggest failure? yeah, and how did you get through it and over it
1: yeah i I think um I think I don't have any one particular moment which is my biggest failure I think my my biggest challenge. That becomes a, a failure a, a sort of a, a failure in experiences is really not jumping on ideas once immediately once they come into my mind um, mm. i think I think there is a grace as a creative that we are given and and i'm I'm a person of faith, so you mm-hmm. know i I believe that all all creative things all amazing ideas all creative gifts come from God right mm-hmm. so for me it's like I feel like he gives us that grace. And he says, Hey, listen, dude, I'm, I'm entrusting you or, or, or young lady, I'm going to entrust you with this idea or this, this sort of creative uh, project. And, you know, if you just sit with it, and oftentimes I've done that maybe because out of fear, maybe because out of lack of knowledge, maybe because I've, out of lack of resources or lack of belief, um, collective belief in my, you know, from my community. And then, you know, a few months later, maybe a few years later, I see somebody else doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can give you a great example about 13 to 14 years ago, I was, I was working with a friend of mine uh, who was a youth pastor at the time. um, And he had this, this idea uh, called uh, it was just called like a plunge TV. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and literally uh, what it was, was it was basically online church. And Mm -hmm. it was this sort of idea where it was like, instead of people having to physically come into church, he had this idea, like, you know what? What if we just created programming a network that created dynamic programming that that spoke about different things that people went through right. um in a creative way thirteen years later? I mean that's how church is right I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's basically elevation church, right? That's basically Absolutely. every church now is trying to create their own network online, right. Right. We had that 13 years ago and we right. sat on it because we didn't have enough people. We didn't have enough resources, didn't have enough belief. So those are the things that, that gnaw at me um, as mm-hmm. a, as a, um, as failures. And I think the, the only thing that you can do to fight that, that sort of, that sort of um, frustration of not following through on things is follow through on things. Right. That, there's no, there's no other way to do it. Like you got to every day. Uh, like Will Smith's dad said, brick by brick, uh-huh. you build that wall and, and building that wall, you got to read the book, Will Smith's book, but essentially yeah. what it is, is a project, right? Life uh-huh. is a project. And every single day you should be able to look back and reflect on the day and say, okay, did I lay at least one, two, three bricks to the project, which is my life. Right. Uh-huh. And, and oftentimes as creatives, you know, for me, I have this sort of perfectionist, um, uh, dichotomy or or Mm -hmm. issue where it's like if it's not perfect it's not proper and it's not worth sharing and it's like no no no. it doesn't need to be perfect it needs to be complete Mm -hmm. right the the perfection is in the fact that you have completed it not that there's you know this flawless sort of piece of art that you're creating and i think um you know that that sense of 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 building that continuity building that that the the muscle of being consistent that people know what they're going to get from you quality wise uh messaging wise uh conceptualization um professionally right all of those things are things that that attack and kill this sort of um inadequacy that you feel when you do fail right
0: no and i i i'm recently have wrote about like failure as a series. And one of the, one of the points that I have here on LinkedIn was, um, is basically not taking on someone else's version of yep. success, right? Yep. Define what success means to you and fall in love with the process. I think is what I called it. And one of the things I say in there is see the win, as going after your goal versus getting it. Just having yep. the courage to go after it, to me, I think is the win in itself. But I know in this Instagram era, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're just seeing people's accomplishments. So we're yep. just, you know what I mean? But good point on that.
1: But 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 I, I would even say this, Corey, like, I, mm-hmm. like it's not even, we're not even seeing people's accomplishments as much as we're just seeing people put out content, happy mm-hmm. content or positive mm-hmm positive content but it but is it authentic Mm. is it genuine Mm. is it truthful right Mm -hmm. these are things that you have to always ask when you're looking at content right
0: 100 100 so i was speaking of things looking genuine is it truthful i know when people see the title film director or film producer it's glossy it's flashy (laughs) it's like i want to do that right it has that cool Mm. factor to it but what does a hard day look like for a film director and producer like yourself? And mm. what are some of the things you personally do to deal with the challenges, setbacks, negativity, whether it be, you know, mm. outside noise or just your own internal voice?
1: Yeah, that, that's a loaded question. I, I think every day is a challenging day. Mm. You know, I, I, I don't want to um, mystify you know, being a film director for a long time, I thought a film director was, you know, Steven Spielberg and Scorsese <laughs> and, and um, you know, Ava DuVernay and 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 <laughs> who else? Barry Jenkins. Those are some of my favorite directors. And they are directors. Don't get me wrong. They are directors. <laughs> but what they don't tell you is, and, and this is something I'm realizing more and more and more, is that Ava DuVernay puts it this way. Like, like every time you, you pick up a project and you say you're going to do a project, it's like 15 months of your life. It's two years of Mm. your life. It's like a whole baby. It's like becoming pregnant with an idea and then developing Uh. it for two years and then birthing it and hoping that the child isn't ugly and people like it. And it's (laughs) cute. That's literally what, what it is. Right. So, Uh. so it's like every day is a challenge. Like every Mm. trimester is a challenge. You know, there's going to be Mm. days where, you know, for me personally, um, the biggest challenges is my internal voice, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm 38 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I haven't had a feature film uh, come out yet. I have mm-hmm. ideas, I have aspirations, and it's fighting those thoughts of like, you know, your time is over. Maybe you passed your time. Maybe you're past your prime. Maybe you're not you're not mm-hmm. as as creative as you thought. Maybe people aren't seeing you because you you aren't creating the stories that connect with people. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are things that go through people's minds all the time. That goes through my mind all the time. So mm-hmm. I think the challenge is. Um the challenge is is breaking through the, the sort of the negative speech and mm-hmm. then creating systems that allow you to to really going back to our, our first point celebrate those small successes. And I'll show you something. Mm-hmm. So I have something over here, which I just picked up this year, which has mm-hmm. really been helping me. So this is this is just my um my planning journal, right? It's called Daily. I got it on Amazon. Right. And literally it just has it literally just has um a workflow. Mm-hmm. And it's just a workflow. You can't really see it. It's hard to see. But basically, yeah. uh, for those that are listening, it basically has a day-to-day workflow as things like what your priorities are, what mm-hmm. you're grateful for each day. Mm-hmm. Um, it has big wins. It has improvements. It has notes. You can put it in your to-do list. You can make a daily schedule. So then your to-do list connects with your daily schedule. And just things like that, like things like these tools are things that are helping me uh, be able to win every day, mm-hmm. right? Um. Because it allows me, oftentimes, if you don't have a tracker, you don't have something to say, okay, this is what I accomplished today, right? Mm. Um, you know, if you look at old scriptures or, you know, Bible examples or texts, they would, if, if something significant happened or something memorable happened, they would create some sort of stone um, right. uh, structure to say, hey, this is, I'm planting a flag and saying this happened on this day. Uh-huh. Well, essentially that's what I'm doing with, with, the with the organizer is like, I'm, I'm saying to myself every day, I've done something right. celebrate that. That's cool. Like we're that much closer. I wrote, you know, a sentence or two or, or a, a page uh-huh. or a couple pages towards my next film. Right. i I had some great positive conversations with producers and, and with, with, with potential funders and that's a great thing. Let's check that off. Right. And when you do that, what it does is it, it really does flip your mentality uh-huh. and the way that you approach each day. Each day is going to be a challenge. Right. right? Here's the thing. I if you notice I've only talked about the creative side of things. Yeah. I'm a father, I'm a husband, right? Mm. I work with my my partner, right? right? Um you know, she's amazing. She's intelligent. She's, she she also drives me crazy because we have different ways of thinking and right. looking at things, right? She's coming from a very analytical, very um right. organizational standpoint. I'm coming from a creative standpoint. There's right. challenges there, right? There's right. challenges because I have a son and a daughter that need attention, that need support, that need uh, guidance and counsel and 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 love love, right? right? I have to be there for them. And then I also have to be there for myself, right? And then right. also my extended family. So there's always going to be things that are pulling at you and using tools like like the tool I showed you um, and I was talking about are, are some ways that can allow you to win each day and make right. you feel like you're getting closer to your goals.
0: Right. And I, I love the writing aspect because that's something that it's so simple that we overlook it. Yeah. And it's something I actually started uh, picking up towards the end of last year because I, re- I read about kind of six things you can do in the morning to kind of help set your day mm-hmm. right. You know, working out visualization is something else that I started practicing as well, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, meditation and in the writing, of course. So mm-hmm. love the fact that you're writing because it's such a great way to release whether yeah. it be uh writing down just your negative thoughts just as a way to release mm. them or just to your point, you know, reminding yourself of the of the small wins that you accomplish each day. But mm. I do have a follow-up question to what I just asked when you said, you know, some of the personal challenges. Now okay. let's be let's be specific. For the for the listeners okay. that are tuning in, you know, Tristan and I are both black. Okay. Yeah. And we both live in Canada. Okay. Uh the black population in Canada is approximately three percent. Okay. Mm. Do you feel like as a, as a guy that's as talented as you are, do you feel like if you lived, let's say South of the border, your success would have been different?
1: Uh, I mean, 100%. I mean, I, I, will tell you this. I mean, don't get it twisted. I'm looking at, at at my, my options, right. And my Mm -hmm. opportunities down South and and what that would look like uh, to be able to, to work with um, different studios and, and, and uh, be able to get opportunities down there because I mean, if you're really doing the math, right, we're we're looking at, you know, Black people in Canada probably represent, let's say, generously 400,000, maybe 500,000 mm-hmm. altogether across the whole country, mm-hmm. right? There's like 35 to 40 million Black people alone in America. Okay. I mean, that's, that's our population of Canada, right? So yeah. the numbers itself just bode that even if you're not top tier A-lister, you know, Uh la director hollywood talent Uh there's still millions of people that you can you can literally uh produce for that you can create and Uh and present your ideas to and make you know a lot of money and be very successful with and and now with the prospects of you know LA not just being the only place where you can make films, but now oh, you're looking at LA. Georgia, Atlanta, which is exactly. really now the new, the new mm-hmm. poly- Hollywood, Redded black, black Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's, and we're black. It just makes sense. Right. Um, so I think, I think the big thing for me, mm-hmm. because oftentimes I, I thought that, you know, Canada's big enough and they get it. And, you know, when you live in Toronto, you think that, you know, everybody thinks you know the same the same way across the country. Yeah, and then wow. I I got the opportunity to you know go to Montreal, go to Ottawa, go to yeah. you know Nova Scotia, go to Vancouver, go to Manitoba, and people live different, you know, and and they have different lifestyles and different priorities, and mm-hmm. multiculturalism is not really that important to them, and the black the black experience is not something that. That outside of like the the big metropolis, you know, the Montreal's, the Toronto's, you know, the, I wouldn't even put in Vancouver there. I would put more Halifax in there um, over Vancouver um, mm-hmm. and maybe even Ottawa. Outside of those those places, you know, maybe Windsor as well. Mm-hmm. The black experience isn't that important to mm-hmm. to many Canadians, right? And right. and I, the content I create is uniquely black. I'm black twenty four seven, right? So I I don't I don't. Um, shy away from the Black experience. I actually embrace it because I find that that for years we've we've allowed other people to tell the narrative of not only just the Black uh, experience, but the Black Canadian experience. Mm-hmm. And the frustrating, the frustrating thing about it is that I didn't grow up with, with drug dealers around drug dealers. I didn't grow up around pimps and, and prostitutes. I mm-hmm. didn't grow up with, with people in jail. I only had one family member that went to jail and he went to juvie for maybe two years. Right. Outside of that, I mean, yeah all of the, all of my brothers, including myself, we're in our kids' lives. We're mm-hmm. with the the, the, the um, mothers mm-hmm. of our children. We pay mm-hmm. our bills, pay our taxes, we work hard. So all <laughs> of these things are, are, are yeah. things that are like so far removed from me that are presented as the Black experience that like, As me as a filmmaker, I almost feel like it's my responsibility to be like, no, this like all Jamaicans are not not gun running and and, and weed smoking, you know, not all blacks aren't, you know, that come out of Malton aren't just, you know, hardened criminals. There's there's fashion uh, icons. There's so many different things Mm -hmm. that have come out of our community. Let's do this properly. Let's tell some of those stories.
0: Yeah, I think you hit so many points on the nail and um, I'm in huge favor of the the move down south, not just because I just don't think uh, Canada is not a place where we can't succeed at, but I I often hear celebrities that with our pigmentation say, "You know, you got to go where you're more celebrated." And mm-hmm. in the U.S., that just happens to be the case right now. It, it is, I don't think it'll be like that forever. Mm-hmm. I see Canada being, you know, more having more of an appetite for our content, maybe further down the road, but uh, for the near term, I don't see that happening anytime soon. And the other thing that you mentioned that, that, that really just resonated with me is that, you know, you don't shy away from the, the black experience mm-hmm. uh, here in Canada. And, and I'm, I'm so excited, uh, for the day that we can tell our own, uh, insecure story. You know yeah. the, the 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 Toronto GTA version, or however, or our own Top Boy story. You know yeah. what I mean? I think that that from from people like yourself, I think that is uh, not too far away from happening. Well,
1: well, well, I oftentimes, and I make this this sort of uh, parallel, Corey, where, mm-hmm. um, you know, oftentimes uh from other communities that are like you know we need to we need to show representation we need right. we need this we we need to have somebody who is specifically this way or in this type of relationship or showing uh-huh. visually these sort of a uh, visual um cues and and i say to them cool that's that's cool uh-huh. um but oftentimes when i watch tv i don't see myself i, I don't see a black father who is uh, you know a film director or, or a creative with, who who has only had, you know, has been with his, 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 his kids, um, uh, mothers, all his, all his, his married life, who, who lives in rural Ontario. Like, I don't see, I don't see the, 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 the straight dad guy character out there. Right. So if we're talking about representation, I want to be represented as well. And a, a part of my, my belief is that, you know, if you don't see it, sometimes, the reason why you don't see it is because you haven't created it yet, and and that's a part of my the measure of of how I'm measuring my successes how how can I create these worlds that include people that I know and i've I've encountered right. and, and and bring that sort of grounded authenticity to to the table as well
0: right and I think you just remind me of a famous quote by one of those artists from back in the day I don't know if it was Leonardo mm-hmm. da Vinci said criticized by creating maybe it was michelangelo who said it so i love yeah. that kind of perspective it's yeah. not out there so it's on me to create it so let me yeah. let me do that so i appreciate that perspective going on to question number three again kind of harping back on you know when people look at social media let's just use that as the lens yeah. here they'll see like your final edit they'll see your final product and be like man i want to do what he's doing that's so cool i can do this i'm gonna get my camera i go go out, go out there and go shoot But what would you say from your experience are the misconceptions that young creators have coming into the business or another way of maybe phrasing it is what are the things that people don't see or might not know coming into the business as a film producer or film director?
1: Uh, Number one, they don't, they don't understand anything about taxes. They don't understand (laughs) anything about finances. They don't understand that, that the CRA will come for that, that ass, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) it it comes straight for you. Right. Um, I think that we glamorize um, and, and I'll say this, like, you know, I, I love Gary V from the standpoint of, of sort mm-hmm. of the culture of of entrepreneurship and marketing and all that sort of stuff that, that he represents. But I, I think in a lot of ways, um, he hasn't always been honest and he's kind of made it, he's mm-hmm. kind of glamorized the idea of being an entrepreneur. Right. And, 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 and the frustrating thing I think with Gary V is that he says a lot of great things, but he's saying it from the vantage point of like, he's like 20, 30, 50 years ahead of a lot of the people he's talking to. And that's cool. But but when people are watching him and and seeing that he's putting out a, a video or a two video or 10 pieces of content a day, they're like, how do I even get to that? Right. right. How do I get to a team? How do I get to all these sort of things? And right. I think that if he uh, he and others, if they spoke more about the systems, mm-hmm. the organizational structure. Mm-hmm. The first person they hired, and maybe maybe he has i, I don 't know i haven 't seen all of his stuff because he puts out a lot of content, but I think these are the things that are that are lacking in terms of content that's out there to support uh, young professionals, young creatives, young passionate um, creatives that want to be in this field, be where we, where we 're at. and I think for me when I, when I meet with people, when people say, "Oh, mentor me, all that sort of stuff, the first thing I ask them is, do you have an email that 's not a Gmail?" That actually has the, the 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 domain of your business. If you don't have mm-hmm. that, then we can't talk yet. Mm-hmm. Get get your domain name. Register your business, even if it's a sole proprietorship, although I would say incorporation is better. Mm-hmm. You know, do all the basic fundamental things. You know, make sure that you have an HST number. If you mm-hmm. don't know what a HST number is, do the research, learn mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Just like you watched, you know, 10 videos on what lenses to buy with your brand new camera. Mm-hmm. Watch another five videos on what HST is, how to do your taxes, how mm-hmm. how to do Love your it. deductions, all that sort of stuff. You know, understand what, you know, who and what um an accountant is and what they do understand uh-huh. what a, a bookkeeper does and uh-huh. why they're important understand you know what a business plan is what it looks like uh-huh. how it's always living breathing and moving right uh-huh. that, that that it's not stagnant you know uh, somebody put it the other day I was at a conference and they're like every like two months or something like that you should look at you should revise your your business plan because uh-huh. that's how how fluid business is now. You may uh-huh. invest in a, a piece of tech right now that within a three-month a three month span, you're not even using anymore. I've, I literally have cameras that I bought a year ago, thousands of dollars worth of, of cameras. Uh-huh. And I don't even use them. I'm trying to get rid of them now because I just invested in other technology that makes my life easier and makes my job easier as a creative and as a director. Uh-huh. So these are all the things that I think are the non-glamorous things that people don't talk about. You know, Uh um, the other thing I would challenge people on is and and I challenge people on this because I challenge myself on it with social media. Is it relevant? Yes. Is it important? Yes. To a point. Uh But what I would challenge people on is this idea of creating content for a platform you don't own. Mm-hmm. and constantly measuring your success or failure or your popularity based upon likes, shares and the success of those posts, right? Because when I look at Oprah and when I look at Denzel and when I look at Ava DuVernay and when I look at Tyler Perry, I don't see them posting all every day. I don't see them on TikTok doing a new TikTok dance, right? Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, I love all those platforms, but if your goal is not to be an influencer, your goal is to is to is to be a director directors i don't see directors on tiktok i don't Mm -hmm. like not like that i don't see you know um you know scientists on tiktok like that right so Mm -hmm. really understand and gauge the importance of where things need to be right and Mm -hmm. then commit yourself to to said path or to said discipline and 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 the only way that you're going to get better is by doing the work right Mm -hmm. there's a there's a there's a um a video that i watch every single year um I think it's called taste. Um, mm. it's on Vimeo. I'll send you the link and maybe you mm. can put it in the, in the podcast description, but yeah. it's one of the greatest videos ever because it just talks about being a young creative, how, um, you know, your taste oftentimes is a lot, a lot more, um, refined than your actual ability. And the only way that you, mm. you fill in that gap between your taste and your ability is by doing a lot of work. And getting mm. all that sucking work out of you, and then mm. you'll get to a praise and worship, right? Like a film I did that that has gone and 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 has touched people, or you know, a dear black dad film. You'll get to those places, but you have to do a lot of crappy work first, and you right. have to embrace that process. Right,
0: right, and and the the big thing, and you just touched on it with the last word you just said is the process the process i feel is not shared enough mm-hmm. again we use social media as, as the proxy here is not shared enough we, we either see the very beginning hey i just started x yeah or we see the very end this yeah. is what i have this is what i gained this is what i won etc cetera, etc cetera. but no one is detailing the process and this is part of the reason why i do this podcast and i focus on specific things because i want people to understand that this is not something that's just exclusive to them, right? Mm-hmm. This is something even someone at your level will go through. Even people that you mentioned, Ava would would detail that, hey, she goes through a series of failures, maybe on a daily or weekly or monthly basis. But from the outside looking in, we might not see that. We just mm-hmm. see Emmy, Oscar, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Listen, I mean, you're hitting on, on the, the core of of why I do what I do in the sense of I create everything I'm creating. I'll tell you this, everything that I have created and will create is really, it's really just a series of breadcrumbs for my kids. That's what it is. Mm. It's a love story telling my kids, Hey, this is who you are. This is who your father was. This is how we saw the world. This is your, this is my love letter to you. That's what it is, right? So Mm. everything that I create is really um, there for them to understand my perspective on the world. Right. And, and, and I think that, you know, what you're touching on in terms of the process, man, every day is a process. Like, like there's days, and I want to be super 100 with people. It's like, there's days where I'm sitting at my computer. I'm like, I'm doing stuff. and I'm like, this is not what I want to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And, 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 and tears are welling up in my eyes because I'm like, This is frustrating because I see where I want to be and I'm not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can get to where I see where I want to be is by doing the work Mm -hmm. and getting rid of the things that are not what I want to do and being super um, set and focused and and selective Mm -hmm. on the things that I want to do. And, And that's the thing is like, we all feel those moments where it's like, is this really going to happen? Uh-huh. And the only way that you get through those moments is by getting through those moments, right? And, right. By, and by and by doing the work one, one step at a time. Do you think when I got into this, I knew how to do, you know, a write a script? I'm still uh-huh. learning how to write scripts. I'm still learning how to create, you know, proper, you know, pitch decks and all that other stuff. I'm still learning how to speak uh-huh. to producers in, in meetings. But just because I didn't know how to do it, didn't excuse me from doing the work. I still had to do the work. I still had to right. get in there. I still right. had to make those meetings happen. Right? right. So all of these things are things that I oftentimes want to see from my of people I look up to. Excuse me. Um. And 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 you know when I don't see that, I'm like, okay, well then maybe I have to be the blueprint that that shows people that you know.
0: Right. No, hundred percent, man. I, I agree with that one hundred percent. So let's get down into the the last yep. question here. Uh, so throughout your amazing career what has been the best lesson that you have learned from failing thus far
1: wow the best lesson that i've learned from failing thus far um this sounds this is going to sound so cliche but literally tomorrow is a new day Mm. it's literally a new day and i think that the the lesson the the lesson that I've learned from failing is that you you have to get back up again because if you don't get back up again, one day turns into two, two days turn into four, four days turn into eight, eight days turn into a month right and then and then there's this snowball effect that happens corey where where you're in this place where you haven't created anything you haven't felt inspired for months uh. you know what i mean and 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 um I know that you know, the last few years have been really a struggle for a lot of creatives because uh-huh. you can't go out. Maybe you don't have access to studio, uh, a studio space or equipment or whatever else or models. And, and there's been this sort of um, this real sort of compression on uh-huh. our ability to be mobile and to be creative. And the only thing I could say to you is like, you know, you got to get back up. If you can't shoot something, then write something. you can't Mm -hmm. write something then record something if you can't Mm -hmm. record something then 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 read a book you know what Mm -hmm. i mean if you can't read a book have a conversation Mm -hmm. do something that's going to feed that creative beast and that's going to funnel and channel your energy so that so that it's going to give you the the um the 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 flexibility and the the uh inertia to get through the times that you will fail again because oftentimes it's not about the failure it's about have you built up enough energy to mm-hmm. roll through that failure to right. keep on going? And and oftentimes right. people people like get locked on that failure moment or of that moment of failure. And right. they're like, I can't, I can't get past it. And it's like, dude, person, individual, get past it and not get past it like, you know, don't acknowledge your feelings, acknowledge that it hurts that yeah. to fail or get rejected. Acknowledge that. <clears throat> acknowledge that, but then rechannel it. Um I, I started out in um Uh, as an actor as a stage play actor right so i used Mm -hmm. to do theatrical plays and things of that nature right and i was always terrified the night before (laughs) a presentation right Mm -hmm. but what i would do Corey, is i would stand right behind i'll never forget i'd always close my eyes i stand right behind the curtains i would inhale all of that like that sort of that sort of just anxiety anxiety and all the energy that people were excited they were excited to see Mm -hmm. what was going to happen on stage and then Mm -hmm. i would go out on stage and boom you know, it would explode because because I, I redirected all of that energy and all that fear and all that angst back right. into my craft. And I think oftentimes as creatives, if we can do that with our failure and say, like, I'm I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you. You right. think I can't do something? All right, I'm going to do it.
0: Right, right. Uh, no, man, I think you just touched on, on so many great things. And I loved your story about kind of redirecting kind of that anxiety, that fear, because I had that same thing, but my process, like, you know, just before you give a presentation or a big talk or whatever it is, I have this theory. The reason why a lot of us get nervous during those moments, yes, you're in front of a a large group of people and there's rooms for error. But I think a lot of that comes from the fact that you're focusing on what you're focusing too much on yourself. What if I mess up? What if I trip over my words? What if I actually fall on stage? Where it's a, it's a very kind of selfish kind of mind frame where if you kind of flip that and say, what if the one thing I say really impacts one person in this audience or setting? What if that changes their life? You kind of focus the energy that way. So kind of using the same model, but slightly different. So I, I love the fact that you shared that. And I'm a big... Previously, you had talked about representation. And when I think about that, I know it's kind of almost like an overused word now in the last mm-hmm. couple of years anyways, but it's so important because I, I strongly believe for 95% of us, especially people in our community, the Black community, seeing is believing. Mm-hmm. And I think having people like you in positions where they can create stories that reflect them, how they grew up is so important because I was telling someone else that I had an interview with. That when Barack Obama, because I used to live in New York, when Barack Obama was inaugurated, I was there in D.C. And for me, my expectation mm-hmm. was not that when he's president, that the ghettos of America were going to change over four or eight years. I wasn't that naive. For me, the expectation that I had was any child that was born between 2008 and let's say 2016, they would see someone like themselves, you know, if they were black, of course, mm-hmm. that was in a position of leadership. And that thought would go beyond, hey, I could be uh, the next LeBron James or the next Kevin Hart. It could mm-hmm. be I can also be a president of the most arguably the most powerful country yep. in the world. So I love that fact. And as a follow up to that last question there. Yeah. To the young man or woman that says, I want to do what you're doing, Tristan. Mm-hmm. If you can only give them one piece of advice, mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: Mm. Um one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Um start today. Start today. Um, start with the tools that you have. That's two points. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And number three is write it down.
0: Mm-hmm. Those are
1: the three things. I think um you you can't accomplish anything if you don't start. And and this is a, a business and an industry where yeah, school is great, um, but experience is better. Um, and being in the places where people are creating and doing the stuff then do like that's to me that's more important. So doing and starting today is important. Um, you know, uh, use the tools that you have. If you only have an iPhone, that's more than enough right? Use what you have and write it down. You got to write down those ideas. You got to write down those scripts. You got to write down those, 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 those quirky one-liners, whatever it is, mm-hmm. because that's going to build up to where you need to go. Right.
0: And I love it. And I love the fact that some of your notes are very simple. You had mentioned that, uh, I think mm-hmm. one of the last things we said start today, Yeah, but and again, not to sound too quotey here, but I think it was Albert Einstein who said. Uh, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. So it's all about keeping it simple, stupid, or stupid, simple, however you want to say that phrase, but rapid fire questions. I'm going to ask you three questions. First thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is what's the hardest part of your business?
1: Oh, the business side. (laughs) I I mean, finances, business. Yeah. I love it. If you could go back in time and
0: talk to younger Tristan, what advice would you give him?
1: Buy a camera, buy a computer, write.
0: Love it. Okay. Uh if you can give advice to black creators in Canada,
1: what would it be? Learn the business because you already know the creative.
0: Mm. Love it. Tristan, where can the people find you, get a hold of you? They want to work with you, if they want to hire you. Share all that all that good stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, so I run uh two brands under Barracks Inc., which is my my corporation. Uh we have uh a wedding storytelling company called Felicity Moments. So You can go to FelicityMoments.com uh-huh. and uh, get dynamic uh, photography and cinematography for your um, loving and live events. And then we also have a uh, uh, agency, a creative agency that does corporate and commercial work, which is called the Digital Storytellers Agency. So You can go to the, the digitalstorytellers.ca uh-huh. and you can learn more about that. If you want to learn just specifically about me and, and just kind of subcontracting me to direct, write, uh, edit or <clears throat> do some cinematography for you, uh, you can go to tristanbarx.com, and uh, my story will be there, and some of my work will be there, and some life lessons will be there. You can also check out and learn from me by checking out my YouTube channel uh, at youtubecom Um All my hashtags for social media are all the same, or I should say handles. It's Tristan Berks. Uh That is B-A-R-R-O-C-K-S. So Bar and Rocks. That's my last name. And lastly, right. if you want to see any of my work through social, look for hashtag The Digital Storyteller. Or hashtag the digital storytellers. Again, thank you so much for having me, Corey, and big yourself up as well. I love it. I was I was I was going to add that in post, but I love that, you did
0: that now. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love hey, it.
1: I love I, it. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I have my no stuff ready. Don't <laughs> no worry. I'm inspired by
0: this studio from one Jamaican to the next. So I I, 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 really, I really appreciate it. And man, guys, as you as you know that I always like to end with. Um, if you want to impress people. You know, talk about your wins, your successes, the things you've gained along the way, that stuff. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, uh, talk about the things you've gone through, your losses, the things that you've learned from those individual experiences. That's how you really have an impact on someone else's life. So with that being said, guys, that concludes today's episode for real. Tristan and I are out. Peace and love until the next time.